Oh, hello everyone. Uh, this is the Digital 16, another bit special episode because I am in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil and Ivan is in Gdansk or Sopot, or is that the same city? Hello, Ivan. Hi, everybody. Yes, this is Ivan Hernandez reporting all the way from Gdansk. Uh, this is in the sea coast of Poland. Uh, I have been uh, a speaker at uh, one of the largest events in this part of the world, uh, and it has been great. So what was uh, so I have uh, maybe to explain how I'm in Rio de Janeiro because I'm a mentor in an accelerator program called uh, Papaya Ventures. Uh, so they accelerate startups. Uh, uh, the theme this year was uh, mobile in the UX, uh, mobile first, uh, which is why I was my mentor. And this was last yesterday was the demo day, which is basically the startups presented in front of uh, investors, and uh, and I did a keynote there. So maybe let's start with with you, Ivan. So what did you? Learn, or maybe what do you talk about, or what do you learn in the in the conference um, that you attend? Yeah, I mean, it, it has been a great event. This is the Media Run Festival, uh, and uh, very international. We have over, uh, speakers from uh, something like twenty countries, from all over Europe, from uh, speakers from Argentina. Well, I'm from Mexico, but but I live in Poland, so probably I can call myself as as, as a Pole. <laughs> But um, you know, speakers from the states, from all over the region, and, and it has been great. Uh, the, the the themes of the, the the conference have been divided between business, marketing, and innovation. Uh, and I had the opportunity to talk about disruptive innovation, something that we talk about in one of our previous uh, episodes of the Digital Loop. Uh, and it has been fantastic. Uh, very interesting speakers. And today, I actually had the opportunity to to attend the presentation of. I gotta read his name because it's very difficult. Peter Peter Festerbacca, who is the founder and chief marketing officer of Rovio, and pretty much he's oh the, the birds, Angry Birds, the creator, <laughs> the creator of the Angry Birds. It was a fantastic presentation. Yeah, had the opportunity to talk with him, and uh, at well, the end of the of the episode, I will give you a little surprise. But uh, um, yeah, it was great. What, what, what's really interesting in, uh, in this, I mean, it's also what we're doing, but is that we're basically in uh, all these countries, and we see now that innovation that used to be very centered uh, in, uh, first of all, of course, Western countries, but also uh, especially the U.S., is now basically spread out everywhere. So basically, basically Rovio uh, uh, is uh, born in uh, Finland, so it's not something uh, that you see every day. Of course, Nokia was also from Finland. There's other startups very innovative there as well, but I mean, there's this kind of Global disruption that all you can see both startups what I, what I'm doing here, but also larger companies that are that are innovating in all the places. What I talked about yesterday, seeing that this this connectivity, so all these the uh, first of all the fact that so many people are online, and then that all the fact that people are also uh, using uh, social networks to communicate with each other enables this trust and these like exchange of ideas. And the old idea for me is that it, it, it creates this new agora agora. As a, that you was used in, in, in nation Greece to mean the it's a marketplace. It's a bit more than a marketplace. It's a marketplace for IDs, people, uh, goods, services. So it was, and this is exactly what the internet is becoming. And I'm seeing here uh, people in Brazil that you know have teams all over the world. They, they work, of course, with the U.S. but also with Europe. They have contractors, startups, and this is really something that is really exciting. That you don't really need to actually move. I mean, before that. Um, especially, I mean, and you know that because you're you're uh, in Eastern Europe. Uh, you 
you had to migrate jobs, and with the dire uh, state of uh, the, the crisis is pretty much all over the world, uh, you don't actually always, I mean, this is a new trend, you don't actually need to, uh, to travel anymore, you don't need to start to, to migrate anymore, you can do it uh, with the, these online tools, the digital tools from, from your place. So, uh, I think you, you asked a question about uh, how you guys started Rovio, right? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, basically, uh, one of the, th the themes that he was sharing was the fact that a lot of people think that Rovio, the Angry Verse, it's uh, an overnight success. And uh, what not many people know is that uh, Angry Verse is the 52nd game that uh, Rovio produced. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They have been working in many, many games for a long time. Uh, and it has taken a lot of work and a lot of effort to get to where they are. Um, but it, it was really inspiring um, meeting with him because uh, this is a guy with a great attitude and, and, and we, I asked him if he had some, some piece of advice for all the people that are starting up uh, and that dream of someday building the next Angry Bears or something like this. And basically one of his responses he says is that you need to be crazy uh, hungry and you really need to be crazy ambitious. That was his, his quote. Uh, you really need to think big and you really need to have the attitude that you are you are doing big something big, uh, because if you are just you know doing something and and, and not really uh, dreaming big, probably you are not going to get it. He was mentioning the fact that he wanted to his goal was to get uh, 100 million downloads, and everybody was telling him that that he, that was crazy that there is no way that he will be able to to accomplish such such numbers. Uh, well, I guess there are over a billion downloads by now. I mean, it's it's crazy. Uh, and, and what we were talking about is this is a phenomenon that's coming from Finland. Uh, you're in Brazil right now. Um, Polish companies, there is a lot of a very uh, dynamic startups doing really, really interesting things. And if you go to all the different countries, it's no longer just the U.S., it's no longer just Silicon Valley, but really, really interesting stuff is coming from everywhere. And this is really exciting times. So yeah, so basically what he mentioned is the fail often, face fast. I mean, it's true that a lot of uh, people think with this Angry Bird is obviously one. I have all the five or six games on my iPhone, I think. Uh, this is what I do when I fly. Um, not only, but uh, <laughs> it's true that people actually believe that, I mean, often only see the result. It's when a company or a product or a service becomes actually successful that uh, we and then people say, "Oh, this guy or I were lucky or something," and they don't realize, like you said, that there's so many iterations that happened before, and actually they keep failing and failing and failing. Now, the the, the name of this product eludes me. I was trying to find this as well. I was not looking at the stream for a moment. There's this product um, uh, in the in the U.S. I think that has had all 42 formulation before actually finding the right blend and that being sold and that actually the name of the product uh, includes uh, that uh, 41 or 42. I don't remember. I will I will put it in the reference links after the show. But this yeah. is the idea of you have to iterate, 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 iterate. And this is basically a startup mindset as well because I've seen, for instance, one of these startups, uh, uh, four startups that presented yesterday, one of the startups uh, just had pivoted, meaning they had changed their or from the original plan, they went to another plan because they realized that what they were doing. I mean, it's often like when I uh, when I talk about about startups, uh, the one of the examples, uh, the allegory I give is like uh, like Quintus, you know, uh, took his boat to 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 go to find 
to find India, he found the U.S. Right? In fact, sorry, the U.S. America. And uh, so basically, he had one goal, but ended up somewhere else. This is basically all this story of innovation: is that some sometimes you start with something. Uh, you have an idea. Either you realize that you have a bigger idea that came up because you were iterating, or because maybe you the idea you had first was not the right one. And sometimes it's by chance, sometimes by accident, sometimes it's by design. By accident, for instance, the very famous story of Post-it uh, has uh, you know they were trying to find a specific type of glue. They found this kind of glue that just would stick and restick all the time, and they become this. It's not an overnight success. It become this massive success of Post-its. So this is the idea that. A lot of startups now, of course, that try to uh, process is that you have to f keep failing, 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 and failing again. And I think uh, uh, coming back to countries that are uh, new countries where this type of innovation happens, I also think that by design, these countries have, have always had to work with more limited resources. So they have an advantage in the world that you uh, may, maybe, I, I'm not saying that the um, the mindset of failure is easy. It's easy. I mean, of course, it's easier probably in places like San Francisco and less so in Europe, and also maybe even less so in countries like Japan. But you have still this type of mentality is starting to be ingrained more and more in people that you have to keep failing. And even big businesses have to go there. I remember a few years ago was I met the the CEO of. Um, I think it was Unilever in uh, for Philippines for the GM, maybe general manager for the Philippines, and he was saying, you know, just roll the dice, try stuff. Nowadays, it's easy, it's cheap. You try, you know, they were trying new campaigns on YouTube, uh, and they kept trying and trying, and they said, you know what, the the cost of the, you should just you know, try. Yeah, I mean, this is actually something that I mentioned in my presentation. I I I, I give advice on what are the things that companies need to embrace this kind of mentality uh, that first you need to embrace change which means you need to change your mindset meaning you need to take risks you know uh, I love this quote by Seth Godin that he says that the safest thing you can do is to take risks and the riskiest thing you can do is to play it safe and uh, I think that this is a quote that really shows what is the, 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 the reality today that the, the world is changing and change it's, it's imminent but it's also, uh, you know, it's necessary for survival. And one of the things that I say is, once you embrace change, you need to start experimenting. You need to invest. And here's where a lot of companies get afraid that they think that it's, it, it represents a huge investment. But the reality is that if you invest a little and you learn and you test, you experiment, then you learn, and then you start experimenting, and things that won't, don't work, get rid of them. Things that work, keep doing them. And this is something that, little by little, step by step, you can learn a lot. Uh, and, and and continue growing. Of course, it's, uh, it's, it's, and definitely, it's, yeah. yeah. Of course, it's it's, it's tougher when you are. Uh, uh, you know, I, I said yesterday that you know we're human. By uh, hope and fear, and companies as well being being driven by hope and fear. Also, the only problem is that they do that at a much slower pace. And it's especially when you're in a comfortable position. It goes for us as humans because that for for companies and comfortable for companies means uh, making good money, having lots of profit. Why? Okay, we already are making a good business. Why we should change it? That's and the companies, of course, now are starting realizing because of the failings of companies like Blockbuster, or Kodak, that they have to 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 adapt. And I think this year, uh, twenty thirteen, is probably one of the pivot year for. for 
So more and more people, of course, now think there's a third of the world that is online, and by 2020, it will be 5 billion people out of the maybe 7.5 or 8 billion that will be. So almost everyone will be online. The explosion of mobile phones means that everybody has access. And of course, even though I still, uh, it's not, not everyone has access and who is on. It's a world, it goes very fast. Let's not forget that uh, the, the, the iPhone that for me was the pivot for, for, for smartphones started in 2007 and almost I would say 2008 because that's when he actually uh, grew global and you could install applications. This is very, very, very uh, not, not even 20, we are it's five years down the line. But in these five years, people got used to social networks, they used to trust each other, that these social networks have become huge. I mean, of course, uh, everybody talks about Facebook that has more than, one, uh, more than a billion users. Uh, there's also social networks that are less known, of course, in China, Tencent has, I think, 800. Um, if you just think about YouTube, YouTube has more than a billion uniques per month. It means that more than a billion people watch a, a YouTube video each, each month. It means that all these, all these elements stacked together, so the fact that uh, the globalization, everybody has accesses. It, of course, most of the accesses now used to be that most of the accesses were in West, the, revert, the trend has completely reversed with more, more than 80% of the accesses done elsewhere than the US. I've also shared some, some numbers in my presentation that I will actually link uh, below this uh, after this show. But all these elements are becoming together. And also, I would add the fact that we live in a said that a few moments ago, the, a crisis, a after the financial crisis, uh, of course, the lots of jobs were lost, the economy was slowed down, so the economy has picked up a little bit, depending, of course, on the country, so in terms of GDP, in terms of the nominal state of the economy, it kind of rebounded, but if you look at the, the number of jobs that were lost, they were not regained, and I think that will, this will not change, I mean, jobs are not going to be regained easily for many, many reasons, and I won't delve into, if there's automation, there's robotics, there's of course, the fact that you don't need as much people to do the same processes as before. But since we have, and this is why all this coming together, it's the alignment of planets. Since we have these social networks, you have these reach and velocity networks, this global exchange of ideas, this fact that you can stay at home, like we do here, we talk, and I'm in Brazil, you're in, you're in, in, in Poland, and we, we totally exchange ideas. This, cre this creates a new type of economy where people do not really have always to rely on corporations or top-down organizations, basically, whether it's a, uh, a corporation, a business, or whether even if it's a government. And of, of course, people are being a little bit uh, angry at governments not, not being able to provide anymore. We've seen the debt crisis in Europe and elsewhere. So all these elements are coming together this year. And we talked last week with Jeremiah Wang, and two weeks ago, you and me, about a sharing economy, which has exactly the same drivers. You suddenly do stuff on your own. And when you think about a maker's movement that is coming, so 3D printing and all the Arduino, so all these elements that you can actually do it yourself, a lot of stuff. So you will buy less things, you will be able to, pro to find new sources of revenue that are not directly linked to uh, first and, and or businesses. And this is the reality, I think, that business have to, to realize in, in the, if they don't want to become uh, a Kodak. So sorry for that long rant, but I didn't allow you to talk. <laughs> Man, you, you, you always speak very interesting stuff, so I'm very happy to just sit down and listen. But yeah, I mean, uh, something that uh, is connected with what Jeremiah mentioned uh, last week about uh, businesses and people and startups uh, need to understand that everything comes down to the business model. It's very easy to, to start right away to think about technology, uh, but everything comes down to the business model. And, and again, when you are build, building your business, 
you really need to start thinking not only from from a point of view, technical point of view, of thinking small and acting small, but uh, I, I think like what what Peter from Robio um, said is is have the attitude and have the hunger to really go forward. Just to give you an idea, this is a a quote from his presentation that I just love. Uh, he was talking about all the things that they are doing, and they are doing uh, uh, you know toys and and theme parks and 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 you know there is so much stuff that they it's happening. Uh, one at one point he says it's not about the games; it's about building an entertainment franchise that is a permanent part of pop culture. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's, that's very good. That is what 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 he's doing right now. Oh, yeah. And if you think about it, that's that's incredible. I mean, and, and we're talking about a exactly, small company in Finland. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying to startups. I mean, uh, when I came to mentor the startups here in in, in Rio, uh, it was um, it was six months ago, and then of course I kept um, I kept communicating on Skype. But I told when you start a startup, especially when you're young, you have this idea you want to solve a problem, and I. So this one company was uh, one startup was trying to help. You know, here the the transportation system is is messy, is partly public, partly private. All the bus lines are mostly private, depending on cities, and buses are not very reliable. So they're trying to that 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 problem for 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 locals. And but they were thinking the problem as purely uh, like an application for people like you and me to just check when the bus is coming. And I told them, no, what you're doing is actually yield management. You have to think further. You have to think bigger. You're not doing just. I mean, this is like you said. Like is, these guys at Rovio are of course doing something more. They're doing like they're doing entertainment. And this is also something that's uh, a presentation I gave actually in Poland a few years ago when I said that. Uh, most people do not understand competition the way they should because when you say competition, like what I'm when I competition is the allocation of each other's time. My time is what do I minutes? So what do I do now? Next five minutes is not about oh I'm gonna play Angry Birds or I'm gonna play Cut the Rope, which is another very famous uh, game uh, that's very successful on iOS and I think Android. Uh, the 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 actual competition is with my time. Will I play actually? Uh, will I actually play um, uh, Angry Birds? Will I read a book? Will I watch a YouTube video? Will I talk to Ivan? Will I, uh, I don't know, have a coffee? I mean, all the act human activities are in competition. So a, a company like Rovio, when they actually say they want to ingrain themselves in the pop culture, is that because then when you people make these decisions of allocation of stuff that is ingrained in your culture will come much faster in your mind. Oh, I should do this. I will. Oh, why not think uh, play with with Angry Birds? Or when you see an Angry Bird, when you make also a purchase decision, you see an Angry Bird. Uh, I don't know, a T-shirt or toy. You might also move there. And this is where the real competition of ideas with in respect with the time and the person's decisions we're making. And this is why I think what Rovio is, is doing is very smart because they try to go much uh, in a much larger scale. They're seeing the big picture of where they stand. They're not just a game or a series of games. They're much more, they're, much, they're trying to aim. Uh, um, um. Yeah, sorry, did you want to say something? <laughs> I was not sure. No, it, 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 you, you kind of uh, uh, froze for a second. Oh. But yeah, I mean, um, but this connects very clearly with what we've been talking about in the past that, uh, for example, when we talk about mobile, it's not about mobile phones, it's about mobility, it's about behaviors. So um, mm -hmm. I think that this is, this is you, you're putting everything together in a very, very nice way. And um, just to, to start wrapping it up, um, 
I, we cannot promise uh, the date because uh, this uh, this we need to work work it out on this. Yep. But I had the opportunity to to talk with Peter and uh, and ask him if he will be able to join us here at the Digital Loop. Uh, he had to take the, the the plane. Yeah, he he had to to take the plane right away. He literally landed, arrived to the conference, gave his speech, jumping a plane back to to Finland. Um, but I spoke with him and I asked him if he will be. Uh, Open to come and join us one of these days, and we will we will try to set it up. Uh, he's very busy; he's traveling a lot, so uh, I don't know when. But uh, we are looking forward to having That's Peter awesome. here to talk about having having a, a, what he has accomplished uh, developing uh, the biggest franchise commercial franchise in the world ever. So uh, with that. Uh, with that little promise, I hope I'm not over promising, but you know we will do everything to to bring him here. Um, I think we, we can start uh, saying goodbye to everybody. Remember, yeah. if you want yeah. to uh, follow us, you can follow us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter, check our website at thedigitalloop.co, and also, you, uh, as you know, we, you can find the, uh, the show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud. Stitcher. Yes. Um, there's many places where you can, you can, you can find us, and uh, Paul, anything else you want to add? No, I think that's a wrap up. I mean, these are the kind of discussions that we'll keep uh, we'll keep coming back to anyway. So, wish you a great uh, evening for you. I think in uh, in Gdansk, uh, and for me, it's just like two p.m. So I'm gonna now start enjoying my uh, afternoon meetings. Awesome, man! Always a pleasure. Thank you very much, everybody, for for joining us. And until next time. Until next time. Bye, bye.